That was Joseph Prabhu, a prominent scholar, very uh, brilliant man, um, professor, uh, and knowledgeable in many areas. Uh, He could have probably spoken on about eight different topics. (laughs) That's true. And uh, and with great erudition mm-hmm. and uh, insight. Yeah, he. You know, one thing, uh, uh, Phil. You know, we we've had other guests on. We talked about all this inter interreligious uh, communication, interspiritual, and he made a good distinction between spirituality and religion. And then also, I thought made a good case for whether one person uh, decides to identify with one religion or two religions, uh, or even maybe three or more. Uh, religion really, uh, you know, uh, there was there was a, a good rationale for that. Whereas, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I sometimes see it as, you know, I can take a little from here, a little from there, go to mm-hmm. this ritual, go to that ritual, and I still feel like that. But I yeah. think I under, I, I, he gave me a better understanding of why people would rather just stick with one or two traditions. Yes, and, you know, I think, I was going to tease Joseph that he's actually in three because he mentioned Marx. So he's like a, a Marxist Buddhist Christian, and um, but um, this is a, the whole notion of religious identity is is so fluid these days mm-hmm. and so uh, changeable because of, we live in such a in the midst of such a spiritual diversity. Um, and, you know, with the, the world shrinking, uh, our exposure to all these things is extraordinary and unprecedented. So for somebody like Ramon Panikar or Joseph to grow up uh, with roots in, in two traditions was rare. And these days it's so, un- it's so much more common with intermarriage and people mm-hmm. just you know, going off to college and, and having, you know, in their own dormitory or something, many different religions. Yeah. Um, and that's probably one of the reasons there, there's this phenomenon of people calling themselves spiritual but not religious right, or the right. nuns. And, and, you know, we had Kurt Johnson on and others speaking about um, interspirituality. Uh, other people use the term inter, interspiritual, but... Uh, and and Joseph used the term uh, multiple belonging. So did uh, Kurt. Um, it's a fascinating phenomenon, and I know, that especially among young people, a lot of reluctance to identify as anything in terms right. of religion. And, and how many people do we all know? <clears throat> the mother's Jewish, the father's Christian, or vice versa. Right. And they celebrate Christmas. They celebrate Hanukkah. They do. Uh, you know, they 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 have a bar or bat mitzvah, and they they sort of take it all in. And I, mm-hmm. I can tell you a funny story. I was, I was in a, I just thought of this. I was in a store in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts one day, and the famous lawyer, Alan Dershowitz, walked in with his mm-hmm. uh, wife and uh, ch- some children. And uh, I, I had actually asked him about sitting in on a class he was giving. He was very friendly. And it was right around Thanksgiving. And he goes, you know, i got to tell you, he goes, my, my wife celebrates Hanukkah. Uh, one of my kids celebrates uh, Christmas. I don't celebrate anything. So we exchange gifts the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> so ever, anybody ever sees Alan Dershowitz, ask him about that. You know when he celebrates. Well, so it was. It was I know he celebrates the Boston Red Sox because I sat near him at Fenway Park once. He's a fanatical fan, probably. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't. If I would not, it was an umpire, I wouldn't want to argue with him. He, he's got a very keen well, intellect. But you know, the other interesting thing about this is um, because there's such. 
um, negative feeling about institutional religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's so widespread uh, these days that um, so people w- who don't want to be labeled or identified with any particular religion, it's often because of that. So they prefer the term spiritual and they want to be free to explore wherever they go. But then there's this very interesting and important question of depth, you know, because a lot of people who say, you know, they don't want to identify with any particular uh, religious tradition uh, are, you know, kind of uh, dilettantes. And they, you know, they don't go very deeply into anything and they, they think of themselves as, you know, at this spiritual buffet. But as, as Houston Smith once said, you know, at a buffet, uh, you don't necessarily get good nourishment if you just go taking, you know, whatever you feel like it. And yeah. whereas Joseph and, and people like Ramon Panikar, they maybe have one foot in each of two traditions, but they, they go very deep. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I think, that, you know, there's more people who we think of as religious who have a religious identity who are, in fact, going very deep into their religion right, in right. a spiritual well, we, we way. Know. And that, that overlap is very important to, to keep in mind. Right. It's funny you say that, uh, that, that analogy about the buffet, because I said to my wife recently, I don't like going to these potluck dinners. I'd rather eat one thing I like than have, you know, 15 <laughs> things that I don't like, or maybe I like one thing, you know, so, uh, but uh, we know many people, Phil, I'm sure, I, I mean, I do, and I'm sure you do too, that got involved with meditation, went very deep uh, spiritually with it, and then went back to their particular tradition, That's and really right. wanted to get into it way deeper, you know. I, I write about that in American Veda, uh, you know, one of the things I write about in American Veda is the impact that the teachings from the East have had on people uh, who grew up, well, especially Christian and Jewish in, 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 in the U.S. And um, uh, I always point out that people, you know, like clerics who, you know, are worried about their uh, people of their faith going off to India and, you know, studying Zen or whatever, uh, they don't realize how many of those people come back to their religion after having abandoned it. Right. As young they, people, they, be, because of their engagement. It's like Joseph was saying how Buddhism has made him, his Christianity, uh, deeper and more uh, significant in his life. There's an awful lot of people like that. Right, right. We know, uh, I mean, I, I, we have a lot of mutual friends, and so many people I've encountered that have said, you know, I, I got involved in, in, in a spiritual practice. It could even be yoga. And all of a sudden, gee, you know, I start hearing uh, the preacher preach or the rabbi talk. And then I start thinking, boy, it, it, I'm getting a much deeper meaning from what they're saying now. So uh, well, right. my advice to clergy was, you know, be, be easy on people. Let them do what they want. And if you have something to offer, um, they're going to come back to it with greater clarity. And you do tend to get attracted back to where your traditions are. And then I think once you go deep into any religion and really feel solid in that depth, then you can visit and enjoy all the other uh, traditions and religions. I mean, Thomas Merton, a lot of these people that uh, were very deep spiritually, they were totally open to these spiritual oh, yeah. practices and teachings of any, any religion uh, of any group. Yes, and I think you're absolutely right, and that's what tends to happen. And that's, you know, that insight of the, you know, that goes back thousands of years to the, the rishis of, of the Vedas that, 
uh, truth is one and the wise call it by many names. That, that has to do with that, the depth we're talking about. If you go deeply enough, you start to find not only that there may be commonality and experience between, among the different uh, pathways, but you find, somebody once said to me, you know, the mystics, they, they never have any problem getting along with each other. Right. You know, because they're going deep into their, their own uh, tradition, and they're going from that depth of uh, opened heart and mind. They can relate to people who go deep into their own, their own tradition, and, and they don't seem to need to have any uh, sense of conflict with yeah. that. And they're taking different paths, uh, going to the same place or a similar place, Whereas the people that get caught up in the uh, superficial rules and regulations and beliefs, this is my own opinion, uh, uh, tend tend to have more conflict with 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 one another. And uh, you know, and I think some religions, like from the East, uh, uh, are more open because the identification with Hinduism or Buddhism isn't like I have to join that that team and and. Uh, uh, no other team, uh, you know, can I ever uh, be involved with. Uh, That's I think, true. Yeah, so and I, the other piece of that is within every tradition, you'll find people who are very uh, legalistic and orthodox and people who are much more open and uh, liberal, and they'll have more problems with each other than they do with people from other faiths. Right. Interesting. And, and uh, so, <laughs> so the story goes on, but... Uh, uh, fascinating uh, 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 interview today, a very brilliant guy, Joseph Prabhu, a very accomplished, and I, and I you know, really do look forward uh, to uh, having another interview with him because there's so many different areas that uh, we can speak to him about. So until yeah. next time. Okay, Dennis. Spirit Matters, spiritmatterstalk.com, that's where you'll find us, uh, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, uh, we're all over the place, and uh, if you go and you find us, uh, subscribe. It's free, and we'll send you lots of good information, and we have a tremendous group of people uh, coming uh, uh, up uh, to be interviewed, so uh, we look forward to you guys listening in, and please feel free to email us, contact us anytime. All the best, Phil. See you next time. <laughs>